Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. And you can find my co-host, Dale, at Dynasty underscore Dale. And today we're going to be continuing with our 2023 offseason recap. Today we're going to be starting with the NFC West and the Arizona Cardinals. And it's probably going to be a short video if we're going to predict it because this is probably one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Um, there's a lot of potential and hope for this team long term. But for right now, it's not looking very good. But before we get into that, if this is your first time, thank you for checking us out. If you can, just subscribe to the channel. We're going to be dropping one of these for every single NFL team all month long. Um, we've already dropped almost all of them. We're a majority of the way through now. So if your favorite team, you don't see it yet, it's still coming, but we have been dropping all the AFC and some of the NFC teams so far. So yeah, go check those ones out and we appreciate you guys checking this one out as well. If you can also like, comment, and subscribe on the video. It takes about 10 seconds and it just helps us out with the algorithm and blah 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 um that said how are we doing today dale hey i'm doing really good and i am excited for a short a, sh a very short episode today talking about probably one of the worst teams in the league <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll try and keep it pretty compact um we'll start with yeah. the coaching staff changes because obviously this is one of the bigger yeah. things for the team right so they fire Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, they replaced their general manager as well. Uh, last year, <clears throat> it was Steve Kime. He kind of had some legal and health troubles as well. Um, so they replaced him with Monty Austin Forth. He is someone who came from the Tennessee Titans. He was a director of player personnel. And I think that he was a, actually pretty decent. And what he's done so yeah. far with the team as a general manager has been encouraging. Steve Kime was like a drunken monkey just you know, picking whatever literally, he wanted to, spending literally, more every... Literally a drunken monkey. <laughs> and, you know, he might be a really nice guy. I have no idea. I've never met him. But he just was not a very good... Uh, he, he was decent at the GM piece of it. He was terrible yeah. at the scouting and the draft. That's where he That's was awful. And, struggled. Yeah. you know... I don't know if I'd be any better. I'm, I'm criticizing him, but it, it, he might be better than me at it. But, man, it, was, it just was not very good compared to his peers. We'll put it that way. So they replaced Steve Kime with Monty Awesomeforth. I think that it's actually going to be a very good change long term. Um, he seems to have a pretty good head on his shoulder. So we'll see what he can do to fix this roster over the next couple of years. They replaced Cliff Kingsbury as well, their head coach, with Jonathan Gannon. Defensive-minded head coach. This was actually pretty surprising to me, considering mm -hmm. that they have Kyler Murray still. Um, a lot of people thought that this signaled that they were going to move on from Kyler. They were going to take because they had such a high pick. They were going to take someone like C.J. Stroud or you know Will Levis, whoever Anthony Richardson, someone like that, <clears throat> kind of reset their quarterback contract. But I think that they're kind of primed to do that next year if they really want to, not yeah. going to lie. Uh, but, yeah, they bring in a defensive-minded head coach, Jonathan Gannon, first-time head coach, so we don't really know what to expect from him there. A lot of these guys, you have a lot of hope for them, and they cannot pan out, so we'll see what they can do. Jonathan Gannon seems a little bit cheesy just from all the interviews and everything I've seen from him so far, so, you know, not to say he can't do it, but... 
it, yeah, you got to earn that respect as a head coach. So we'll see what he can do there. With him, he brought Drew Petzing, um, Cleveland's quarterback coach, to be his offensive coordinator. This is another kind of risk as well. I, I, interesting take. Yes. Yeah, and then Nick uh, Rallis is going to be the defensive assistant behind him. He's going to be calling all the plays on the defensive side of the ball. So the main boiling points that I want to take away from Jonathan Gannon. He might be amazing at this. I have no idea. It makes me a little nervous considering he has no experience on this coaching staff, right? And that just, you've got a new GM. You don't you don't have a GM that you can kind of lean on uh, for some of the help there. You're a new head coach and you bring in a new offensive coordinator. So it's just a little scary um, for the Cardinals. And if it messes up, you could be back in the hunt for a coach sooner rather than later. I do like that the Cardinals uh, management, they kind of give these guys a little bit of a longer leash to kind of make a name for themselves, but it's a lot new here and we don't really know what to expect. And with a roster that's in kind of bad shape, eh, what do you, what are your takes on the coaching staff here? Yeah, I think, yeah, I do agree that it is interesting. I'm, Normally what happens is is like a first time head coach will have somebody either as a as a coordinator that has been established and mm-hmm. you know you know or 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 as a former head coach you know and kind of knows how to run it a little bit and kind of helps mentor the the head coach a little bit on some of the right day-to-day head coaching things but he doesn't really have any of that and this is a, a completely new front office I feel you know, it's, it's, it's like they're starting from scratch and it's not Mm -hmm. looking, it's not looking promising in my opinion. It's, it's not unpromising. It's just scary. That's the the best way to put it. It's it's very unknown. And with the, it's, it's a lackluster roster. Right. If they're committed for the long term, though, it could be fine. So, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to be too negative about the coaching staff changes. We'll see what they can do. And and I, and I I think it's interesting that they hired, well, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury was a head coach, but he was a head coach at a college with a gimmicky offense. Right, right, right. It, It was, it was extremely gimmicky. So like they're going to a guy who, who was, who was over, who, who was, who was with, um, not Steichen. It's, um, I can't remember the, the Eagles head coach. Oh, um, head, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. But I know you're talking about, yeah, but, I'll look yeah, it up. yeah, but he, yeah, but he was under him for a little bit and, you know, had, had a lot of good players on his defense, which, which probably made him a little bit better and look a little bit better than what he was. Nick but, Sirianni. You know, like, I, Nick Sirianni, thank you. I should have known. I, I, should have known, but, <laughs> I knew. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Yeah, but but you know, I think this defense is really going to struggle. It's like a lot of guys left. Like I'm still surprised mm-hmm. they have Buda Baker. You know, he he must be under contract. Like they lost Byron Murphy. Like they lost a lot of a lot of their key or core talent. Mm-hmm. Gone. Yeah, they're gone. similar. We we just finished uh, the Minnesota Vikings breakdown as well, and similar to that, like we talked about in that one, they were shedding some of the older vets um, f- that were had bigger cap numbers, and they're just trying to get the salary cap in order, kind of like what the Bears just did, right? The the Bears yeah. stripped it all the way down so yeah. that they could make a big splash in just a couple of off-seasons, and I think that the Bears have done it pretty successfully, so a lot of teams are kind of looking at what the Bears did and using them as a as an example, right? And what 
a good rebuild can do. So, you know, in two years' time, we'll see what this roster really looks like. And, you know, they got the extra first-round pick for the um, for the yeah. trade in the draft. For Par- They ended up taking Paris Campbell, but or Paris Johnson, sorry, um, in the draft, trading back from three, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It ended up being from three to six, six. No, no, no three to twelve, right? Three to twelve, and then they moved yeah, back up to, to six. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and then they moved back up to six. Yes. Yep. yep. So some of the big names that they did lose, uh, Dale mentioned one, a couple of guys on the defensive side, Byron Murphy, um, but they've also lost a few names in the offensive line. Cody Ford, uh, Max Garcia. They lost Billy Price, Josh or Justin Pugh. That was a big one. He's been with this team forever, but he's I get it, he's getting a little bit older. Um, they lost Farrell Cooper or Antoine Wesley, Max Williams, a few offensive skill players. Trace McSorley's gone. David Blau, they re-signed him. So they brought in Will Hernandez to kind of help with that offensive line, but I would not be shocked if this offensive line is bottom five i know that they got paris johnson in the draft but i think they're just going to be a few pieces away and again they can focus on that over the next couple of seasons they did get a couple of guys in the draft and we can just jump into that so um paris johnson jr in round one tackle from osu you're the ohio state um bj ojalari in round two defensive end out of lsu pretty good pick here garrett williams well, and and then and but the only problem with BJ Ojolari right now is that he he's still unsigned, so that's yeah, not just a, a good sign. Thing. I know, <laughs> right. but it, but but as we're going into training camp, like these guys need time to get in the NFL shape. It's it's sure. much different than college, but anyway, for so. sure. Um, Garrett Wilson, cornerback out of Syracuse in round three. They also took Michael Wilson in round three, wide receiver out of Stanford. Actually, here's a little-known fact. He's the guy on our thumbnail. So if you checked out our thumbnail and wondered, who the hell is that guy? That wide receiver is Michael Wilson. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In round four, John Gaines, the second guard out of UCLA. This was the actual other pick that I really liked. In round five, they took Clayton Toon, quarterback out of Houston. Owen uh, Papoa, linebacker out of Auburn. In round six, they took... um, Keytrail Clark, cornerback out of Louis- yeah. Louisville, and then Dante Stills, defensive tackle out of West Virginia. So I do like that they brought in Paris Johnson and then also John Gaines, who I think went a little bit later than people expected getting him in round four. I think that those two could instantly be starters, and you know you never want to have two offensive line starters, uh, rookie starters, but I think that there's long-term potential well, there. Yes, I agree. And I don't think it's going to matter for this year. Like, I, no. I think this year is a it's it's basically a redshirt year for the Cardinals as a whole. Yep, for sure. It, 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 it basically is. So, you know, I, I I don't expect Gannon to get fired this year. No, no, nope. you know, by any means. You know, I, I it would have to take him having a. A disaster, an yeah. utter disaster. It's going to it would take a uh, what, what was that? Um who was the former coach that got fired halfway through? Uh, Bobby Petrino. No, uh, Wilkes. Well, I mean, what's that? Wilkes. Was it Wilkes? Oh, yeah. It was, Steve well, Wilkes? I th- I th- I, yeah, it was Steve Wilkes. I, I think with him, the ownership, they, they just weren't 
in the right place right. with him. I don't know. It yeah, was it was weird. it was not good. So, and they brought in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's where they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, Kings, right? So Kingsbury, yeah. So you know, you know, I'm yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it's, it's for their draft picks. Honestly, like I love Paris Campbell. You know, I watched him many years Paris at Ohio Johnson. State. Paris Johnson. You also and watch Paris I, Campbell. I, I, I also watch Paris Campbell. <laughs> that is very true. So, but you know, I, I I think I think with those two guys on the line, you know, with uh, Johnson Jr. and Gaines, um, so you know, it's it's going to take it's it, it it usually takes the linemen a, a a half a year to a full year to really acclimate mm-hmm. to the NFL, and you know, I I I, I think they're going to be just fine. Yep. You know, and then and then with Michael Wilson, I think he automatically goes i won't say automatically goes to the starting lineup but he he's close very interesting. he's close yeah it was very interesting very very interesting yep so this offensive line is going to need a little bit of time like dale said this whole season is going to be a little bit of red shirt i think the whole goal of this season for the cardinals is going to be literally just see how many games we can win um you've i've heard too many too many podcasts from actual players and coaching staffs at this point that None of them look at it like we do as fans to to tank it out, right? They don't want to lose games. They want to just go oh, and see. Gosh, no. Yeah, they just want to ruin yeah. everyone's season. They want to say, "All right, well, Absolutely. we we lost, but we we tried really really hard to to mess you up, right?" And I think that's what they're going to do all year. Their roster is really bad, so I could see them losing a lot of games. But I think that they're actually going to try pretty hard to win some games this year. Now, offensive line's a little risky. Um, this is it, the only reason it makes me a little nervous is because if Kyler Murray, he's come out and said he wants to be there for Week One. I don't know if he can be. You know, you look yeah. at, at Joe Burrow from a couple seasons ago, same injury, uh, sim. It was like I think a couple weeks sooner than Kyler. I think four weeks sooner. Was so he was that. ready for Week One. Joe Burrow was. So it's entirely possible that Kyler Murray can make himself available. But I'm a little nervous without his mobility if he's going to be all the way back and everything. Uh, um, but he wants to be there. But if the offensive line is terrible, that scares me a little bit. So yeah. hopefully they start Kyler on the pup and maybe in week five or in week seven or eight, they kind of bring him back online and, and let him take over then, see what he can kind of do. But yeah. Kyler Murray, really quickly, we'll, we'll just briefly touch on him. I think we're both in alignment that he's going way too late for what his potential That's- is. He's way too young. He's way too talented. And even if it doesn't work out with the Cardinals, they trade him next year. They're going to trade him to a team that's going to invest and build around him and believe in him, right? So the fact that Kyler is going at quarterback like 12, 13 is kind of crazy to me personally when we know that he has top five upside, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And and I, I, I understand that the injury is scary for a lot of players. Well, for a lot of fantasy players, you know, I get it. And they may not want to invest in him, but like mm-hmm. if you're already in an established league, I, 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 I would be trying to do as much as I can to go after him. Sure. And just see what that owner wants because, yeah. because, because honestly, like it's really up in the air if he's going to play or how well he's going to play or, or, or like what action he's going to have this year. So for you sure, know, like if you're, if, if you're a team that's kind of searching for that quarterback and you're not, and, and, and you may not be really ready to take that next step like that. I, I feel Kyler's a guy that you could go after and not, 
spend an arm and a leg on. Yeah, or you could even send someone like Lamar Jackson. And the reason I say Lamar is because Lamar's older than Kyler. I think Lamar is 28 right now, and he's a primarily rushing quarterback. He does have a more limited lifespan unless he does a complete 180 on his play style, which is possible this upcoming season. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't see him doing it. Right, I would not be betting on that, where Kyler has always been a – pocket passer who can run really really well right so um you know you're you're kind of trading the age there and the limited window on lamar for maybe a potentially extended window on kyler now running back wise we're going to touch on these guys there's nobody here that i like long term i think short term james connor is going to be a stud this upcoming season absolutely they're going to just give him the ball as much as possible i think that they're going to try and basically do what the um what the atlanta falcons did last year which is just run the clock out literally just run the clock out and you know as long as as long as connor can be healthy i think that he's going to be fine um you know i was just looking last year he was running back 19 in 13 games when he was out on the field though 23 18 25 14 23 14 like he was very very good for fantasy so i think that you're gonna see more of the same this upcoming season um so you know if you need a short-term running back go get james connor any any different thoughts there yeah no i i completely agree with that and 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 like what would you spend on him well a second mid to late second Yep, that, that I'm I'm in the I'm in I'm in lockstep with you. You know, he's not somebody like if you're if you're a contending team, go after him because yep. uh, because he's 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 going to eat this year. Yeah. Yep. Um, and 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 potentially next year. I'm not. I don't know what his contract's looking like. I think he has one more year. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 So you know, I I I like him in the short term, but I don't like anybody on this roster after that. Like, yeah. I I know a lot of people are yeah. excited about Keontae Ingram, but I think he's just another ass, guy. I ass, think that they're yeah, going to be ass. able to replace him next year with some some Easily. depth guys there. You know, third yes. round running back next year, fourth round guy, yeah. and all of a sudden he's worthless. They, this team could even, if they wanted to, you know, depending on how things shake out for all these teams, you've got Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and you've got Tony Pollard that are going to be free agents next year. They're going to have a decent amount of salary cap. They could even say, screw it. We'll just pay one of these guys to come in and, and be the guy for us next year. If they really wanted to, I don't think they'll do it, but yeah, I, I think that that just more or less says that we don't believe in the depth here behind James Conner. Right. Um, Let's flip over to the receivers here. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Greg Dortch, Rondale Moore, Zach Pascal, Michael Wilson. Um, they've got Zach Ertz still at tight end. They've got Trey McBride, who we're pretty excited about. Um, yes. Bernard Sikovitz, uh, Noah T. Goey. Um, I don't even, I've never even heard of these guys. Basically, it's Trey McBride at the tight end position. Zach Ertz is still recovering from injury. He, I've heard reports that he's not even fully recovered from the injury he sustained at the end of last year. So he's an older guy. It takes longer to get healthy anyway. And I don't think that he's going to have any relevance. I could see them cutting him before training camp um, or in training camp. Maybe they keep him as just a body, but Trey McBride is going to be the guy that you want to roster. Now I actually am against a lot of people here that I don't think that he's going to actually be that valuable this year. 
I think that you want to see him take a step this year, and then next year is yeah. when he's going to be really actually fantasy relevant. Do you have any difference there? Yeah, I I, I think. I mean, what do you mean relevant in? Like, are you talking about like a tight end one potentially? Yeah, like even top twelve. Yeah. I don't think there's any yeah. path for him this year. So, if well, you're I, not I getting can, the top twelve I, guy, I can, then it's I can, worthless. I can potentially see it. Like, if 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 he gets a lot of touchdowns, but yeah, yeah, but I I do agree that I don't think they're going to get a lot of a lot of opportunities. Right. Right. You know, it's 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 to say the least, unfortunately. So well, if they do, it's going to go to Connor or Hollywood. Yes. Um, yes. But it's, it's, yeah, it's going to go to somebody else. So yeah, I think yeah, he 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 is definitely a stash. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was more interested in him last year because I knew the potential of him coming out of Colorado State. Like he was the guy at Colorado State. Right. So you know, getting all these targets, but you know, unfortunately, he didn't seem to have an eye for the end zone right. as much as you'd like. But you know, in which for the tight end position, we want guys to score touchdowns. But you know, like if 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 he's a PPR guy, like he's gonna fall in the end zone a few times. So, yep. you know, I I expect him to have like a middling tight end two year. You know, probably finishing tight end sixteen. You know, I can see that. Yeah, but, that's you know, what I, you want to you know, see. I, if if yeah, he does yeah. that, that's when we know that there's some potential long term here, right? And um, otherwise, I'm a little bit nervous. So, yes. That's pretty much it for the tight ends. Wide receivers, you know, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown is going to be the focal point of this offense. He was pretty decent last year. He had 107 targets in 12 games, so he missed five games right in the middle of the season. He was doing pretty good until that point, you know. He was down a little bit in his efficiency um, after he came back, but... um, yeah, you like to see a little bit more than 67 catches, but he was pretty good in all the other metrics. It was his first year with the team. He has to build up some rapport again with Kyler. Unfortunately, he's not going to have a ton of rapport. Um, well, actually, the second half of the season, they didn't have Kyler anyway, right? So it was Colt McCoy, um, and it was just not a good situation there. So I think that there are better days ahead for Hollywood Brown. I think that right now, if you're going to be playing him, he's going to be a wide receiver two, probably a mid wide receiver two, just based on volume. Um, I think this offense, like we, we've mentioned multiple times, is going to be pretty bad. Behind him, Rondale Moore, I'm done with i'm out on mm-hmm. um i would be looking to go and get michael wilson just as another stash guy zach pascal in best ball would be a decent stash potentially um yeah, I, can... I i i I, th- I think pascal is going to be interesting he's Honestly, a touchdown I, guy I, right yes yes he is and and he made a lot of a lot uh, a lot of noise uh it was a couple years ago with the with the colts right you know and i you know and i i think you know i don't think he's going to do anything spectacular or anything like that but i think he can be very interesting for like you know best ball and stuff like that yeah last round pick or something yeah Yeah. so how do you feel about greg dorch the human dorch as 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 i like to as as i like to nickname um i was actually gonna i was just gonna mention that he has some sneaky potential um as a flex wide receiver i don't think he's gonna be top 24 or anything like that but i can see him being like top 36 just based on volume again they're gonna have to throw a lot this defense is pretty 
bad. So pretty bad, pretty they're going to get behind in a lot of games. And unless they're committed to the tank where they're just going to run when they're down multiple scores, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. And I think it's going to be Hollywood. I do think that Michael Wilson is going to be able to come online later on. And he was a third-round yep. pick, which – a lot of people act like he was like a fifth round pick or something. It feels like, you know, in your rookie drafts, he's going in rounds four, round five. And it's like, what are we doing? This guy has the potential to be the number two in this offense very easily, in my opinion. Now, the only thing I'm concerned about with all of these guys behind even Hollywood, I guess, because um, the Cardinals have an extra first round pick and it's going to be a high one, right? Because they have the Texans. Well, projected high one unless cj stroud is what we believe right it's 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 i still think this year it's probably gonna be a top 10 pick but that's beside the point Yeah, yeah we'll see it should be pretty good and they'll have their own it's entirely possible that they could go and get uh marvin harrison jr and you know it would be a good addition for the team it's a big hole on this roster and all of a sudden if they do add like a marvin harrison He's going to be the one in this offense, even ahead of Hollywood, in hands, my opinion. Hands down. Hands so down. Yes. Um, that all of a sudden relegates Michael Wilson to the slot work, and it makes him a lot less relevant in a little bit more scary. But I think that if you can see some flashes this year, he does have draft capital of third round. So, you know, the team invested pretty heavily in him to give him day two draft capital. So I think there is a path to that, but just thinking long-term, that's the only fear that I have is that they, they go and get like a Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it makes everybody on this roster a little bit more scary, but otherwise Michael Wilson, Hollywood Brown, those are the only two that I'm I'm uh, looking at investing in. Any differences here? I I agree, and I'm I'm a little, I'm even a little skittish, like you said, with Michael Wilson. Like I would do, I mean, uh, I would do a flyer pick in your, I mean, he he's he, he's probably honestly in in a lot of your waivers. Probably. Yeah, possibly, or probably. you know, um, like if you haven't had your rookie draft yet, yeah. like I'd be willing to spend a third round on him at least, like mm, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's our thoughts on this roster. Again, it's not the best roster. And if Kyler doesn't start the season, it gets a lot worse, right? Like, I don't think Colt McCoy is going to be good enough. We don't know really what to expect from the scheme and the system here. So that also is a little bit scary. I mean, this guy is from uh, Cleveland, so it's entirely possible that Trey McBride could be a much bigger focal point of the offense. I'm totally aware of that. Uh, But Again, we just don't know what to expect at all. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to give our 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 guesstimates on these Best players guess. and everything, yeah. but yep. we could be completely wrong, and I would not be surprised. So, um, any last thoughts on the Cardinals before we wrap this up? No, absolutely not. <laughs> burn it, burn it with fire. Oh. To the ground, please. <laughs> All right. So that is our breakdown for the Arizona Cardinals. Let us know your thoughts. Again, we could be completely wrong on this, but it's just kind of a gut feeling, just how trends around the NFL have gone in the last couple of years. That's what I like to notice personally, that a lot of people, other other people don't notice, I guess. They don't really look at the, the stupid stuff that I look, I guess. But, um, yeah, 
this is a good team. I think in two years' time, it's going to be a really good team. I I do think that they have um, a good setup at the top. Like whether or not Jonathan Gannon can be the guy, I don't know. But if he's not, I do like Monty Awesomefort, and I think that he's going to be able to get his guy at that point. So um, it is good to remember that he did pick uh, Jonathan Gannon. So. We'll see what he can do, but yeah, in two years' time, we'll see what this whole roster looks like and and kind of how this has progressed. But right now, you're in, you're in the start of a rebuild, and you just got to kind of buckle in there. So that said, thank you guys for joining us here tonight, and until next time, uh, you can find us on Twitter at tdc underscore calvin and at dynasty underscore dale. Hit us up with any questions you guys might have, but until next time, have a good night.